Thank you for joining us today. We are back for yet another episode of Snooze and Booze. I am Steve. I am Loaf. And today I am drinking Sam Adams Boston Lager. Loaf. And I am drinking an extra dry version of Andre California Champagne. Alright, you hadn't heard of it before? Have you? Cheers to you, Sunday, sir. Well, yes, thank I you, Andre. <laughs> He's not a giant, but... Inconceivable! Inconceivable. <laughs> 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 little uh, Princess Bride humor for you. We got a special episode today. Um, technically, it is Sunday, so it's good to go. It's right. in the morning. Because um, you won't be able to record later. You're going to go to where you're going? Yeah. I'm going to be in Disneyland tomorrow. Cool, or man. today, rather. Happiest place on earth, huh? There it is. So, we're doing a late night episode, so forgive me if we're a little bit more intoxicated than usual, but we just came back from a really cool club. It was my wife's birthday earlier today. Yeah, she got it on like Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> she's 30 now, and she's been having a real tough time with that lately for some reason. She still looks like she's fucking 20. She still gets carded. I don't understand why she's still getting depressed about it, but it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Dirty 30, I don't know why it's dirty, but... If you can I, get away with it, like, why not, you know? You're uh, 32, 33? 33. You're 33, which is a great fucking number. But, <laughs> but uh, time, how do you feel when you... I, I just turned 30 last month, but how do you feel when you turned 30 the first time? Honestly, for my 30th birthday, I went to New York. Mm-hmm. And just... I don't know, it was like one of those, like, awakenings, I guess. Like, that's mm-hmm. the only way to know how to describe it. Where just being there and just, like, the whole uh, New York crowd and... I don't know, like, to me, because I remember this one night specifically, my first night there, yeah. actually. Where you um, going, by the way? Um, Mike and Angel at the time. Oh, okay. But, um, like, that particular night, you know, like, they were like, oh, we're just going to head home. It's like, all right, you know, whatever, you know, it was like, I'm this not This was about in uh, 2012? 2000. Was I think it was mm-hmm. actually I had to do the math. Sorry. No, that's fine. So, um, you know, they went back to the room, and I was just like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not about to call it, you know. Right. Yeah. So of like, course, yeah. out there, you know. Yeah. Especially when you're, I think, what's the cutoff over there? Like five o'clock or whatever. Uh, four o'clock. That's four like o'clock. the two o'clock over here. Yeah. For the, yeah, for for those of you around the world that don't know, uh, in LA, for whatever reason, a two o'clock is the cutoff for drinking over here. You know, that that's kind of it's kind of lame, but because they can handle it over here, apparently. Well, uh, actually, I think it has more to do with the since there's more driving here and more, more of the East Coast is more like uh, public transportation. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all cabs, man. Yeah, exactly. All cabs, and I think that's actually why the rule was imply, uh, implemented. Uh, something to do with like uh, they just want, they didn't want a bunch of drunk drivers at four. Right, you know. Yeah, which, which kind of makes good. sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, go ahead. they got it. You know, like. So you're out like what, like one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. I think that's almost the time that we started, but I don't really remember. Yeah, I just remember, you know, after like you know they took off or whatever, I just went to this bar, you know, just like a couple of streets down, just because uh, this other bar next to it, they had absinthe. Oh, nice. You know, yeah, that was just like that's what I thing. wanted to yeah, get. Of course, you know? yeah. So they peace out, and I just remember like walking down the streets, like, like you know, I see like all these really like high class and. You know, like, like consider it. I don't know if that's like the word for it, but you mm-hmm. know, just like you've been considered conservative. Uh, no, just like consider it in the sense that you know everybody's just kind of like, oh, well, my serious apologies. You know, just very, you know, just, yeah. Oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, uh, mannerisms. I yeah, guess. absolutely. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, thank you. That's you know, against like, the stereotype that you get from New York. Yeah. Oh, seriously. Yeah. Like, it was like, that's why it caught me off guard, you know? You know, they like, you know, like, oh, you know, let me get the door for you. It's like, oh, thank you. You know, it's like, oh, wow, this is like so beyond what I expected. Right. Yeah. So I just remember going to the bar and it was a bar for a hotel, actually. But I guess like after hours, I don't know if that's considered after hours, mm-hmm. but whatever, you know, um, you know, they just had like a, it's almost like a lounge, like kind of like what Roxanne's is, but yeah. just like Even the more douchiness, so. I yeah. guess, you know. I just remember, like, going there, getting a drink or whatever. I'm just kind of, like, standing around just, like, observing, you know, like, right. my surroundings. One of my know? favorite things to do, especially while you're at a bar or a restaurant, you know. And just, like, being, like, so far from home, you know, this was, like, so out of the element. And it was just, like, um, just, like, uh, I don't know, just, like, all these people, you know, they're just, like, talking about, like, all this sophisticated stuff. I don't know if it was just that yeah, or but, just, uh, like, the way what, that they... Like, was it? Give an example for the sophisticated stuff. Alright, it's just like... Oh, man. I wish I could remember, you know. It was, like... To give you an analogy, I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, say, taking drinking, for example. You Mm -hmm. know, like... It could be, like, just drinking. Like, oh, I went out drinking last night. Yeah. But just depending on the person. It was like, do you go out drinking? Like, you know, you know, like, what you want. Or it's like, oh, I got fucked up off Bud Light. Yeah, 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 sure. But it was actually very, you know, like, they knew what they were talking about. And it was just, like, one of those things where you're, like, observing almost like you're in the conversation, like, from afar. Yeah. But, you know, you're not in the actual Right, not a part of it, yeah. Like, at least for me, I was just like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, you know, they know their shit. So I gave you a good impression right away. It was just, like, the vibe, you know, like... Mm -hmm. Everybody, you know, everybody's dressed nice. It's like fucking supermodels walking up and down the street. Like this is definitely a, a specific part of New York, right? I don't yeah. know. For me, as like a tourist, you know, from California, whatever, you yeah. know, just I just remember like, oh, I have to walk down to the Rite Aid right here to get a toothbrush and toothpaste. Mm-hmm. But just the whole time, I heard like ten different languages, and then nice, yeah. I just remember like looking over, and there's all these like you know like. Really flamboyant characters, I guess. Yeah, eccentric. I don't know if it's like a gay thing or not, <clears throat> but just like a supermodel thing. That's like the only way that I, that I can like describe it. Like, yeah. Like everybody's walking down like they're on a runway. Yeah. I that that's you. like the only thing, yeah. the only way that I know how to describe it. But yeah, like they know where they're at and they know how they look, that kind of thing. And like even before that, you know, like before I like went there, I'm just like. Like, Googling things like, oh, how to not look like a tourist. Yeah. Well, that's for sure the number one tourist thing to do. <laughs> so don't do that. Honestly, it's just like, <laughs> you're like, you know, people like in New York, they're like very, you know, like, they know what they want to do. You know, they're just like speed walking the whole time. Yeah. They have like you know the agenda on their minds, you know, yeah. like, okay, you know, I get that. Don't make eye contact. That's like, it, it was actually kind of funny for me. Yeah. I came across this article where they said, like, you know, don't make eye contact. They don't look kindly um, upon a tourist and Californians specifically, apparently. I've heard know. the beef. And, uh, I mean, for me, I've always had a chip on my shoulder just because, I'm, I don't know, it just sounds childish to say it out loud, but ever since I was a kid, it's always been for me Tupac over Biggie, so fuck Biggie. And it's always been, like, a big, like, East versus West, West Coast. Thing. Uh, yeah, and East for, East for me, it's always been like, yeah, fuck these guys from New York. You know, that kind of thing. For, uh, yeah, it just, it just, for, it's just a childish, you know, like I said, 
East Coast, West Coast. For me, especially at the time when I was so into Tupac specifically, but so into like music and rap was just like uh, one of those things that's supposed to be, you know, gangster. It's supposed, and this guy that represents is the epitome of it, and he has a beef with their guy who is the epitome of their New York. Right. And, and I was, for me, it just always stood out. Like, nah, I'm, I'm not, even if it's good, I'm not, I'm, I'm biased. I'm refusing to listen to it. You know, like, I'm thinking, you know, <laughs> but even if you did, it's just like, oh, like, like, not that it's an insult, but mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> I guess like you don't want to respect it, like you know, yeah. like from their point of view. Don't even want to acknowledge, it. even though like obviously you know as you grow older, like yeah, this is a good song, and yeah, those lyrics are cool. But you you don't want them. But to my guy's still better. You know, yeah, that kind right. Of thing, right? You gotcha. Yeah. You gotcha. You know, well, actually, um, that's pretty cool. A uh, little cool New York story, especially for your first time. But what I really meant was more like, um, how did you feel when you turned 30? Did you feel any kind of way, not where you were at, hmm. but just like how you were now that you're older, now that you're like, uh, this is, you're officially an adult. You know, you can almost fake it every, in your 20s, mid to late 20s, you can almost fake it. But now you're officially an adult. Now you're officially grown up. How did, did you, did you feel any differently or anything like that? Oh, man. Um, like... I went over there with that specifically on my mind, you know, mm-hmm. like, this is my 30th birthday, like, I'm gonna go all out, whatever. Yeah. And, like, whatever would be for California, at least for me. Yeah. It was no, I mean, it doesn't matter like what state you're in, I just mean how you live your life yeah. from now on, yeah. Um, Let's say Monday, or Tuesday, whatever, uh, just like, your birthday's done, but now you're officially 30, how do you feel, like, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Okay, like, um... Like, I didn't think it would have that effect on me, but just, like, I just thought it would just be, like, another, like, uh, some random trip that yeah. I went on, you know? Yeah. But just coming back, I was just, like, excuse me, I was just, like, like, I wish I was back there. Back in New York? Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, like, I'm, like, in this uh, state of mind, you know, this place in my life where yeah. I was just, like, okay, but... No, just take me back to rewind, you know, like, forget anything that, like, happened up until that point. Yeah. Just because, I know, it's just, like, just, uh, just, like, this whole time, you know, like, you hear, like, New York, like, watching Seinfeld or, like, all yeah, these of course, movies, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. oh, that's what it's like. But just, yeah. like, experiencing it. Yeah. I was like, man, it's, like, way better than that. Like, don't believe all the hype, people, you know. <laughs> well, okay, well, let's, let's fast forward, because actually what I'm really asking is, like, let's fast forward to 31 now. So you're 31, you have your birthday. Do you feel any differently uh, now that you're, like, officially in your adulthood? No turning back. Was there a noticeable difference, I mean, regardless of where you're at, New York or L.A.? I'm just talking about how you experience it. Like, is there a noticeable difference between, like, shit, man, I'm not 28 no more. I'm not 27 no more. I'm not 25 no more. Oh, man. Or, like, that's what what I'm really asking. Oh, okay. Now that you're in your your 30s. Um, Like, there's always this... Like, I think there's always this hype, you know, like, just between that transition, you know, mm-hmm. between something like between your 20s and 30s. Yeah. But, like, for me, to be honest, um, like, I don't feel different. Yeah. Just because, um, not so much the expectation, but just, uh, like, there's, there's always this, well, there's always this pressure, you know, where, like, oh, you're at this point in your life, you should have your shit together this whatever is what it is. should be going on during that point right yeah but i don't feel that like i feel yeah. like i'm still like a kid in my 20s this or is whatever, why you know? like uh i think recent or earlier today we were talking about like oh check out uh hector in the pursuit of happiness whatever 
Uh, mm. And we were talking about how closely that relates to uh, fucking love. Uh, Walter Mitty. Um, oh, the yeah. Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's because it's, it's these guys who are... Um, they're both examples of guys hitting their 50s. And guys in their late 40s. And, um, and they're just... They've been living a, like a routine life, and all of a sudden, they they're like they decide to do the epitome, or they get an epitome, or they get a, a light bulb, and they're like, you know what? I want to I want to search for something, or I want something find meaning because everything else I've done until this point hasn't been meaningful. And I like movies like that because they make me feel like uh, well, I see. I, first of all, I didn't know how I don't have that issue. I, I really don't. Um, when I just turned thirty, last, you know, a few weeks ago. And I, I, I really, I've always felt old as fuck, <laughs> honestly, to be honest with you. Huh. My back hurts, my knees hurt, and I just always <laughs> had, like, an older mentality type thing, old soul, as they expression goes. So, for me, turning 30 was no big deal. And I'm, I welcome the older age, you know. It gives a, a bit of credibility to it, you know, to credibility to anything you have to say. You know, uh, you, you trying to speak, because I love philosophy, so me trying to give advice or have anything to have any kind of opinion on anything of wisdom coming from a 22-year-old, <laughs> it means, like, dude, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, that's, it, it has that kind of wisdom. But no, I got you. As got you get you. older, like, now your words have levity or credibility. Uh, so I've always, you know, first of all, but I've always loved movies, like I said, you know, that have that kind of thing, like Walter Mitty or Hector in Pursuit of Happiness, for perfect, you know, two examples, because these are guys who are in their 50s or late 40s who are just barely, um, like, oh, deciding, like, oh, shit, like, I don't, you know, like, oh, what have I done with my life? This whole, the last 20 years of my life have been just routine. I Now let me go find something. And it's and it's cool because, like, oh, shit, uh, I'm not there yet. I mean, um if I'm already thinking where, like, I want to have a journey somewhere, or if I want to find meaning with my life, or if I'm already tired of a routine, okay, like I, I'm, I'm only thirty, and I'm only barely thinking, like, oh, you know, like uh, I'm done with this routine, or not, I'm done with it, but I like, I, I need to do something to establish myself, or I want to have a goal now, uh, and that's you're twenty years ahead of those guys. <laughs> who, oh, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you're you're already ahead of the curve. Because those guys are in their 50s when they're having their midlife crisis. Or those guys are in their late 40s when they're finally deciding they want to do something special. So I am always feel like, well, I still got a good 10 years or 20 years of cushion before I really have to do really anything with my life, you know? So I, it always made me feel better. Like, oh, shit, cool. Huh. I'm still good, you know? <laughs> you, know you don't have nothing to worry about, that kind of thing. Just like being like a student in high school where like, oh, there's all this pressure. You know, at some point you're going to have to like figure out what you want to do with your life. But... Right, right. Gotcha. But, but for the most part, like, no, there's guys that are in their 20s and 30s that still don't, don't, don't know what to do with life and don't have to know what they, they want to do. There's still time. There's still got time to relax. And Because, to be honest with you, like, any birthdays or age, it all creeps up on you. It's wh- whatever age you are, you're going to get an epitome or you're going to – something's going to hit you when it's going to hit you. Whether you're in your late 40s and 50s, like, in, you know, the movies, in like, I, for example, Watchmen. Or if you're having to be in your 20s or if you have to be in your early 20s or in high school, you're like, oh, what am I doing with my life? And whatever age it decides to hit you is going to hit you. And you're going to want to make a change. And that ha- and it's not going to be the first time or the last time that's going to be like where you're all of a sudden you want to decide to, oh, I want to do something different with my life. When it happens, it's going to happen. And you're going to be like, and the only thing is you're going to have the, the it's that fork in the road where you're going to decide like, well, do I want to continue on the routine? that I've been doing forever. Right. Or do I want to start making a change? Or do I want to add a goal to something to accomplish to get, make yourself feel better? I forgot who said it, but there's a great quote where it's like, when you get to the fork in the road, <laughs> you take the fork. <laughs> you know, take the fork and eat Samuel something. Samuel Twain. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it sounds familiar. 
But that that's how I was like like I said when I turned three. I, I uh, a second part of it also is happens to be the um, man like I'm a like I, I I do feel immature. I do feel like I'm a big kid, and there's a lot of growing up to do. But man, shit, man, I'm I'm 19. I became a dad. You know that instantly just grows you the fuck up right away. And and mm-hmm. I, I was nine. I was nine. I was 20, and I'm all of a sudden I'm a veteran. And I remember just just picture in my head when I was honest, like. Veterans are like old white dudes with long beards, you know. It's just oh, okay, gotcha. it's just Independence Day type thing. Like, right, oh, that's right. what I think of as veterans. But like, I'm 19. I'm a veteran. I'm a dad. I got my my own place with. It was a very surreal when you're because there were very time. There was a lot of times in my life where where in my early 20s, from like 20 to 21 to 25, even even up to a few recently, where I just get terrified. Where like like holy shit, there's like. Uh, there's a woman, there's a there's a, and two two children who like, if I fuck up, like oh my god, they're homeless, and it's just like terrifying, overwhelming feeling like uh, of responsibility that just overthrows you. If I think about it, if I stop and think no, about it, yeah, right, right, yeah, if I stop and think about it, it just becomes just like uh, almost like a panic attack, and then I have to really psych myself out, like just you know, don't worry about it, you know, I, I really, it really, really just comes on me, like holy fuck, I'm. Um, it becomes terrifying, almost par- paralyzing fear, almost really, really does. And it happens every once in a while. And then, like, and then, like, okay, don't worry about it. And then, like, whatever I do to, you know, to get out of that mindset, like, it's gonna be all right. Don't trip. And then I, and I, and then just move forward. Like, oh, okay, yeah, mm. you know, you've been doing fine. This year, you're just keeping doing what you're doing. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. But there's really a paralyzing fear for it. <clears throat> That's why, like, turning thirty, like, it's no fucking big deal, dude. <laughs> you know, you're gonna. Uh, it's just another age. Your, Almost yeah. like just getting like a sicker for crossing the street. Like, exactly. Like, like, yeah. After everything else, where where you just feel so worried and terrified, and that's not even including like just the 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 fear of death type thing. Because like I, most people, um, I think I was talking about this with uh, Chris yesterday. We were bring, brought up how like most people that most men that hit their midlife crisis in their 40s or 50s it's an acknowledgement of the fear of death like oh you're getting older and you're gonna die pretty soon like well it's like the mortality yes like, exactly fear of mortality fear your mortality, own mortality you well uh, i mean that hit me when i was 20 because i was in life and death situations like for about a year i was in that like at least once a week where it was just like oh my god and you're, you're watching some of your friends kind of you know not being a hate to get morbid here but you're watching some of your friends die you're watching some of your people like that you just met him at the chow hall and i was you know during the war right and, and so it just and i mean you're literally getting bombed on sometimes and you're you know you're going to sleep with machine gun fire it, i mean fear mortality comes right there and then like in a oh, very shit. real very real very fast way so then when you get older like oh yeah it's almost like oh you survived this now it's almost like you're happy you're living on borrowed time so anything else is just a plus or a given so I, I don't think I'm ever going to feel that way where, like, yeah, I'm getting older. And I don't think I'm, that's ever going to come to me. Now the only real fears that I have is, like I said, when it hits me, we're like, holy shit. Like, if I ever if I lose my job right now, like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because my kids right. need to have somewhere to live. You know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of fears are the ones that hit me now. And th- those mm-hmm. are the ones where, like, I'm, I'm turning 30, I'm turning 40, I'm turning 50. Who gives a shit? <laughs> You know, Old like, jacket, green jacket. Yeah, who gives a shit? shit. It, it just doesn't hit me the same way as it would hit uh, regular people, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, like I always imagine what it would be like. You know, like for me, just having been single like this whole time. You yeah. know, just like where I'm in charge of this like 
I don't want to say spawn just because it's like it, like I don't know it just has like for me personally it just has like a really like not negative connotation but just kind of like all oh, like oh this thing happened and this came out from right you know, whatever, right you know but like if I were to like really be a father at least for me mind you like yeah. like I want to be married too you know like I, I want to be married and then established and then like okay you know like I can't like I don't know if it's gonna work out that way where it's like oh yeah sure we're here so let's just have a kid yeah is I imagine it would just be something like where you know like we do whatever and it's like, like we're gonna be parents now you know like, yeah this happened you know like yeah. it just kind of like threw it at us like it, it giving your life throwing you a curveball you know and you're like, <laughs> like you gotta be ready to hit it you know yeah like it feels scary you know just Absolutely, thinking about it yeah. but at the same time like. It's something that I want to experience. Like, I want to be a father. Yeah. But, you know, I just think, like... Just, like, you know, just I'm just kind of, like, projecting myself in that position. But I just wonder, like, if I was actually there, like, would it be that different, you know? Like, where I would yeah. be psyched about it, but scared, but still psyched at the same time. I don't know. What You know, I think the whatever, how you feel about it, it's it's going to happen no matter what. It, it, it's, it's not even in your control over the fact that, like, oh... I'm not ready, like, and then it's gonna be like, who gives it? Life's gonna be like, who gives a shit? <laughs> Fuck you, you're not ready. Hey, here you go. <laughs> so you're like, you, shit, it's I that gotta get ready. In those cartoons. I have like, to get ready. Much. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's really like that, you know, just because I, I remember thinking about that too, and I was like, oh man, how would it be if I was that right now? And then I remember when the situation came, like, and I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I, I you know. I'm not even out of college. Right. Like, okay. So? so? Like, <laughs> yeah. Good for you. <laughs> it was really that kind of mentality, you know, sort of thing. I don't know. Hmm. It's, it's pretty pretty interesting. Though. Yeah, that's cool, though. Like, um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's, it's just different because <laughs> um, because all the, quite, all the doubts you have, all the stuff that you have, um, you really don't think about it it doesn't hit you. It only hits you when you're by yourself. It only ever no <laughs> bullshit. It only ever hits you when you're overthinking something or you're you're just by yourself and you're. And I do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, same here. You know, uh, but but it never hits you when you're having fun being a goofball with your kids. It never hits you when you and your wife are outside and you're playing around and you're running around and you're literally don't even. You don't even you don't even realize it till later when you're thinking by yourself and you're thinking like oh shit that was so fun and, we, and you really were just outside just running around being a you're being a kid with your kid and and it's easily the most incredible feeling you've ever felt and you don't even realize it till later like shit man that was just ha it's a moment of instant bliss and happiness that you never even think about and you have that at least five times a day and you don't even think about it because you're just having fun with your kids and I remember like being a kid and think have I when I was a kid then I'm like oh am I happy and I never thought about because I was always just like oh I was, I, was, I was either happy or I was sad and I was only sad when shit didn't go my way <laughs> you know other than that I'm always having a great time I'm always having a good time and you're thinking hmm. and in my head I'm thinking like that's what my kids are feeling right now and and now as an adult, the only time you're really ever feeling like this ever longing bliss or ever where where it's just constant is when you're you know with your kids or you're not even really really worried about that. You're having a good time. You didn't even think about it until later, but like, oh my god, that was just me being carefree. Carefree. That's really, really what it is. And you're doing that with your kid who's also carefree. So you're simultaneously enjoying but you're like this That's is like I good. said, this is us overanalyzing it because we're only thinking about it later. 
you don't think about that you shouldn't be thinking about it at the time because you're in the moment and you're living in the moment if you were to think about it at the time and overanalyze it in the moment you're done <laughs> you're done you're done feeling that way because you're all of a sudden overthinking everything everything but as you're in the hmm. moment you're just being a kid with another kid and you guys are enjoying life as it is damn that's fine man yeah that sounds yeah. good that's how it should be all the time yeah imagine that like if ever if ever we could just like me you know like i think about it like sometimes where like i'm at this point in my life and i'm just wondering like what if i became a dad just like say like four years five months six minutes yeah. 17 seconds like whatever you know like because i just like me being the way that i am you know yeah oh, do you want to that my favorite cookie <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. What were you saying? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I just like I just try to like pinpoint myself like at some point in time, just like, just kind of like just you know like picking just like a name out of hat, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, at this point, like, I have a kid. Yeah. Like, what would that be like? You know, how would my life have changed significantly from that point to where I am like like then? You know, just yeah. like um. Oh man, I don't even know how to say it. Like, just you know, just like the way you know you think, like you have like your, you have plans and you know the way you want to live your life or whatever. But then just out of nowhere, you know, just some kind of like comes out of nowhere and just, you know picks that number out of hand. It's like here you go, you have a kid. Yeah. Uh, your parents are no longer around for some reason. You know, like you don't drive. I don't know. Just mm-hmm. something was like, go. Yeah. It's like, you know, I just think about it like like there like if I was in that situation, like I wouldn't have time to just kinda like, okay, pause, like let me think about it for a second. Okay, you know, hold on, like, let me get ready. Yeah, you don't have that. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's just like, oh shit, something happened, you know. I just think like a Louis C. K. just like stand up, just some like when he's talking about his kids or whatever, uh, I, you know. Yeah. One of the reasons I really, really love his stand because he gets really like the parenthood thing just hits me really good. Yeah. You know, like I just like wonder about that. You know, just like watching him, like mm-hmm. you know, I just you know like project myself. Like, what would I do in that situation? Just like me being at the opposite end of the spectrum, where yeah. I'm not even a father or anything. You know, yeah. But, like I have like you know like oh I'm just like driving down the road. It's like oh I'm not like in a rush to get home just because I hate traffic. It's like oh no I have like a family. I have my kids. You know got to go to the store like pick this up for him and, like yeah oh, we're out of i just like paper. wonder <laughs> like what would that be like just that feeling you know because it's like beyond you know just like you know being like uh just like you know just like thinking like oh that's because that's the right thing to do it's just like oh shit i'm a father you know i gotta yeah. do this because this is like my role yeah as that individual you know <laughs> hey but it's on you that kind of thing right hey. You know, I was thinking about this earlier. Um, I think yesterday, or the day before, whatever reason. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this topic because this did pop in my head the other day. How? Because I was, it was just me and Tommy, uh, my son Tommy. You know, we're kicking it and we're. we're I, it was just something weird where uh, I told him to do something and he forgot, and then like I was just thinking like, okay, well, you know, like uh, I got to get on his ass because I want him to be responsible and I got to discipline him. And it's either warrants spanking or warrants a grounding. Either way, I have to discipline him for it. 
And it was really just a simple mistake where he just forgot. It was not even a big deal. Like, I told him to do something, he, he didn't do it. And it wasn't him being directly malicious or disobedient. Right. It was just him being a kid and he forgot. And part of me needs to discipline him just because, like, oh, well, now you won't forget next time or whatever reason. But maybe he will forget. You know, it's just kid. And I remember being a kid and being like, we're my, we're my, you know, our, our dads were very, very strict. And we're like, Pretty strange. And man. I remember him telling me to do something, and I would just forget. Like, it didn't even pop in my head where, like, it might, like, he's disciplining me in a way where he's like, oh, you wanted to say fuck you, right? <laughs> you know, like, where in my head, he's, where he's, huh. he's disciplining you because, like, oh, you didn't do what I told you to do, so fuck me, right? That kind of thing. That's how, gotcha. And gotcha. that's how he'd come at you. That's how your dad would come at you. You know, that's how our dads were. They were just very, very on your ass about you know if just any, the little things yeah any little slip up and you're on your ass and you're getting spanked or you're getting grounded or you're getting yelled at like, and they're making you just feel shitty and, and like can I go on Craigslist let me apply somewhere else kind of, you know? <laughs> and that's just us as kids and, like, and, and in my head you know you don't even talk back but in your head you're thinking like I just man like no dad I'm like you know I just forgot you know I didn't mean I didn't mean anything by it <laughs> and uh, I mean I'm not getting scared because <laughs> no and I feel you I feel yeah. you I feel you you have no and, idea I feel and I remember you, like telling Tommy like shit okay and I remember just literally just having that talk with him um, like look Tommy like I know you didn't mean to disrespect me I know you didn't mean to be disobedient you you just forgot didn't you and he's like yeah dad you know and I'm like god damn it look man that was me when I was your age and I I get it just. Like, so, trying to right the wrongs, I guess, from I'm past. just, like, doing it differently than my dad did to me. And and, he, and I was like, go take care of it now before before I get even more upset. You know, go take care of it. And whatever, he did it. And he was like, okay, cool. And I just get a, had, had to get on his ass. But I remember thinking, like, that for sure, like, our parents, because they got me thinking, like, man, how was my dad raised? Because everything gets diminished. So, hmm. like, if they were that bad on us, like, they must have been really bad. Like, their dad, must, their our grandpa must have been really bad on them, if anything, or whatever, just as the way of life. Well, he was just really bad from what yeah. Yeah, I heard, you yeah, know. I remember. R.I.P. R.I.P. Gramps, but, but I heard some shit, yeah, yeah. Same here, you know, just how bad he was. And uh, part of that, too, was just old Mexico, you know, just old Mexico. That's how it goes, you know. It, it just gets, I mean, Just like, shit. I don't know if it's like the... The way of living, you know, just like customs, like yeah. whatever, you know, just, uh, just like say like us, just like being like here in the United States, it's like, like, hey man, let's go party, like fuck it, let's go to TJ, you know, like, and then we do whatever, you know, yeah, like, there's like no part of me that just like goes like, like oh, you know, like we're in a different country, you know, the customs are different, like no, like I'm just fucked up and I'm there to like. Get fucked up at another club and then another yeah, club yeah. and then another club. It's a tourism aspect of it. Right, there is that too. There is that to it. Like they know, you know. They, oh yeah, stupid fat Americans coming. You know, like I gotta think. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, that there was just definitely like an aspect that hit me. Like oh, you know, like for our dads to be the way they were with us, that means they had to have been worse. Because I know. At least as a father speaking, like, um, let me not be as hard on my kid as a, as my dad was on me. Right. There's that kind of aspects. So, if, you know, and if it is just human nature to have that mentality, then, like, fuck, man, that means they were way worse to them than they were to us, you know? Because <laughs> I know Tommy's thinking that right now. I know Tommy's like, man, why are you so hard on me? I'm like, nigga, you know how fucking easy you had it? Like, I just want to talk, like, you know, that kind of thing. But, like, what's a way to, like, you know, put things in into perspective without, like, 
Like, I don't know, without, like, the lasting effect where it's, like, it fucks with your head, but just, like, well, just so you know that... You know, I have a tattooed on me. Duality. There's definitely a duality. balance of both, you know, where where you... Um, there's a way to do it good where you have to be strong and disciplined. At the same time, they're not hating you. They're not growing up hating you or resenting you. And uh, there's a balance for both. There has to be. And, um, man, I won't fucking know till they're grown-ups... But hopefully we're doing it the right way. Me and me and my you know Jackie are hopefully raising them right. And so far, they're I man, I don't know if it's me being biased, but they're the most amazing kids I've ever met. They are, you like, know, fucking. Like, honestly, like you know, just like a random little side note. Like I always think, like, damn, I hope when I have kids, I hope they're just like. Oh that. man, they're don't like. Make me teary. No, I'm serious. You know, like yeah, like the way that you expose like Gwenny or whatever, like. When we go to like watch Indie movies, flicks, like exactly. who the fuck else are you gonna take? Like, exactly, at the time, a nine-year-old see Birdman, you know. And then yeah. like they, and it's just they, me, you she and gets her. it, you yeah. know, like and she's laughing at the, like when she laughs at the shit she's supposed to laugh, like yes, <laughs> it just like she got it, like, like yes, yeah, you, you know, know, it's like yeah. like for me, it's just like that, like oh man, like I hope you know, I really hope, you know, yeah, like where do I sign up? Like who <laughs> do I have to like give a charity to? Like how do I get to that point? But. Honestly, like, for me, it's, like, one of those things where, like, I really hope because, like, like I love movies. I love film. I love music. Same, you know, like, yeah. Just the artsy-fartsy thing of it, you know? Like, yeah. I just hope that if and when I get to that point, you know, like, they get it, you know? And yeah. it's not like, like, oh, hey, like, hey, baby, you know, what do you think about this movie or this song? Like, I would think, like, you know, she was just like, oh, man, that shit sucks. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like what? How? Like, you know? cartoons now? Like, yeah, that kind of thing, yeah. But, like, not even, like, a generational thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But just, like... Just because it's timeless and classic, it's I don't an know. Appreciation for it, yeah. yeah. Maybe I would try to, you know, figure out a way to like approach it, just like where it wouldn't come off like that way. But well, I mean, honestly, to me, it's definitely the how much time you spend with the kids, hmm. because there is a big difference into like, um, like I noticed it with Jackie, with my wife, because she's like very um, how attentive she is to specific. It's very, you'd be surprised how easy it is. Like, you're just tired. You come home from work and you're just tired and you don't feel like giving them the attention. Sometimes they need help with homework. And oh, you're yeah. Just like, oh, man, I'm good. And then they go and they turn in shitty homework. And it's just like, you know, and you kind of feel like, or they feel like, um, you know, I can I can see how easy it is for other parents to just be this, like, oh, I don't have time. Just do whatever. And then they get bad grades. I can, it's very, very easy to see that. And then it's and then it's like there's times like uh when like Jacko would hit me up and I'm like oh you know hey Gwen needs help with homework and like right, okay and I I'm really like I was either gonna go for a run or I was gonna take a nap because you're just really tired <laughs> or you just got something else to do right and I'm like okay fuck it but you spend the time and and, and you can see like it's gonna make a difference you know what I'm saying it, it every little moment's gonna make a difference and as long as you spend that time like make sure they understand it Tommy too Tommy's really uh, boys are really different obviously for. I re- have you read the uh, there's a book oh man what's in it Hunter Hunter Motts uh, he, he's pretty young he's a pretty young guy uh, like late 30s for a book writer he's pretty young late 30s or early 40s but he wrote this book called The Straight A's Conspiracy no I haven't Ryan Callen actually uh, one of his podcasts turned me on to him really and he says about how like it's not fair because I guess in the 70s there was a whole thing where the curriculum the school curriculum started getting turned around where it catered to women, catered to girls specifically, hmm. because they have a, a, a smaller attention span, 
I mean, a, a larger attention span. So they're able to focus more. Easy. They they're able to learn more, like academically, than boys are because boys are genetically, evolution wise, they're just more like ten minutes, and then they're they want what's going on. They're just everything is because huh. hunting, you know, uh, it, when you're in the woods or when you're hunting, right. you need to be like, boop, 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 you know, that kind of thing, and it transfers to where you're like, if you're not playing every ten minutes or every half hour, if you're not in the, and you, if you don't have a recess, you know, where you're out like physically going out, yeah, 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 then you uh, and then you come back in and learn. You're if you're not doing that, then it's really really hard to get in this I'm like, oh shit, that's that's kind of true. So it was always kind of tick me when. When when teachers would be like, well, he needs to focus more. Well, he doesn't pay attention that much. Like, well, because he's a boy, you know. And then, like genetically speaking, this is this is you know it's not being fair. So it's really kind of kind of sexist when you think about it. How the huh. school curriculum, especially elementary to high school, or elementary to middle school, how it's kind of sexist because it's just catered. The curriculum is set up to because you're not supposed to be in school for eight hours in the day. <laughs> you're not. I mean, and you're well, supposed to start like way after like eight or nine o'clock. Yeah, morning, yeah. You when know? your brain is woken up more, <clears throat> right? Uh, so everything's kind of going against the guys, you know. <clears throat> so it's really, really hard. And then I, I, you know, I some of the stuff you know that you know that you learn. You try. How many fucking parents know that though? Really. Like, how many parents know, how many parents listen to a podcast where they heard this guy talk about how school curriculums are really supposed to be run? Not Just the really. cool ones, I guess. Exactly. Well, no, 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 no. that's things. Mm-hmm. No, 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 but really it's like, oh, this is 99% of the country. And so I get it, how it, how easy it is for kids to fall back, you know, and not realize, like, oh, shit, my son's fucking up because he's a dumbass. No, 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 it has nothing to do with that. It's all genetics or it's all evolution, you know? Don't look bad at your kid because... He's not focusing on this. Like it really has nothing. To, you know, just you gotta learn to teach him a different way, or learn to you know learn to have have him uh, understand things a different way. Hmm. <clears throat> and I can like, man, like no wonder the school system is so bad, or no wonder it, it's just like you can you get it. Like fuck, I know I, I'm ahead of the curve, and I get it. Well, imagine if everyone who's not ahead of the curve and doesn't get it, they're looking at their kid like they're dumb, or they're looking at their kid like they're undisciplined, and it's, right. it has nothing to do with that, you know. So it's it, you know it's it's just kind of things to keep in mind you know hmm. you know like I said you know you know the kids are lucky just because I happen to live on the podcast I love podcasts though, obviously you know <laughs> but it, you know, just because of the information the mass information you're getting told to and I got lucky and all of a sudden you know and Tommy doesn't have you know when I help Tommy with the homework I'm helping in a certain way where oh I get it hey Tommy check this out whoop de whoop and you right. you you know you bring stuff like that you know it's it's all huh. it's all interesting stuff. So it all like shifts, you know, like whenever. What I was gonna say, I'm sorry, I I just uh, not to cut you off, but like I guess Kaya's report card today from the final semester, mm-hmm. and it all makes sense. It all works because each trimester, um, there's three trimesters. Each one was a significant improvement from you know from before. Huh. So it's like, oh shit! Like I was really surprised, and I almost like I tear it. I'm like, holy shit, it's working! <laughs> you know? Oh man, I felt like that. Like, damn, it's it's, it's pretty good. He's. Like he's super focusing now. He's improving in a way that you know, like it's getting through to him. Like, damn, it's working. You know, it's really working. You know, I mean, most to be honest, like you know, I'd love to take credit, but I mean, Jackie spends more time with him than I do just because she's home more. So it's really that kind of thing. Like, oh, it's all about attention, really. Just all about attention and how much. Like everyone knows uh, how much you work. Everyone knows you're tired. Everyone knows it's hard. But just give that little effort, and you give a little bit more attention to the kids, and they'll be fine. You know what I mean? Is that, is that 
it always used to bug me hmm. when 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 you see on Facebook or you see on Instagram any kind of social media. It still bugs the fuck out of me when you see like, oh, being a parent is hard. Oh my god, it's uh, I don't whatever. They're like, hey man, um, kids are gonna have Facebook, you know, like five years from now, and they're gonna see that you thought it was it, it was really hard to be a parent. And how do you how the fuck are you gonna are they gonna feel like, damn, my my, my parents didn't like raising me? <laughs> like holy shit, I felt the I felt like I dude, I'm having fun. I love like I, it's fun for me. I'm having a good time. It's not that hard, <laughs> you know. Aside from like lack of sleep or, or uh, you know, oh, that's the only thing that's hard about it for me, like lack of sleep or lack of effort. I mean, uh, physical. Like, okay, other right. than that, like, dude, it's good times. You know, what? How hard really is it? You get to you get to influence them on stuff that you think is they did. Yes, man. You, yes. You're like, hey, check out Pulp Fiction. Yes. You know, like, hey, Gwen, Wes Anderson movies. She loves Wes Anderson movies. Hey, Dude, that's great to me. Know, like, to me, to, yeah. These are goals for me. It's like, yes, you know. I hope, like, whenever I have a kid, you know, like she could appreciate stuff like that. You know. Yeah. Like I just like you know like Parker or him in front of a movie, and I'm just like waiting in the back, just like react like in a good way, not like. <laughs> right. Not like, like what the fuck is this? Like, where are you? Like, raise uh, me, you know? Can I go? Yeah, that you know, be, like, yeah. but you know, like, they get a kick out of it, you know? Like, yes. they understand, like, well, maybe not at the time, but just like more so, like where, like where it could hit them in a way, like it would hit me, you know? Yeah, where it's like, you absolutely. know, like maybe like a particular scene or whatever, where it's like, there is oh, this thank one. you, you know, like yes, <laughs> this probably is actually not the same thing. But you just reminded me of like a few years ago when I bought like I rebought the remastered Land Before Time. <laughs> oh man! And I just put it on for Gwen. Gwen has to be like five at a time. I think Tommy was just like one or two. Mm-hmm. And I remember just going to Russia, but I came back. Or no, Jackie told me this. Um, but she came back, and because she's watching by herself, and uh, she noticed Gwen crying. <laughs> But like trying to hide it, and obviously Littlefoot's mom died. Spoiler alert! Oh her. man, but oh, man. I just remember like oh, it's hitting her the way it hit me when we were kids. Like oh, like, dude, that shit was so <clears> brutal, <throat> man. Shit, like, I had a dog named Littlefoot after you know. I just remember. so did I. Like that was my dog. That was my first and only dog. That will be like for the rest of my life. Yeah. From then to now, and now to like the day that I die, like now that would always be my dog. Yeah, like Littlefoot. Like, I've never had, like, a dog where I would call him my dog. Besides, you know... Uh, I have a dog like that. Uh, Pee-wee, obviously. Oh, Pee-wee. You've heard yeah, Pee-wee, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. But it's like... Everybody, one of those every boy has their man. one dog. Like, if you can bring him back to life, yeah, that's going to be the one. Yeah, is that little... Pretty one? much, yeah. man. Like, honestly, like, on account of that, you know, I remember, you know, like, where we had to get rid of him. Like, that's when we moved across the street. Yeah. And, um... I guess there was this whole thing where he got loose and he bit some kid. Yeah. You know, that happened and with Valentino, another dog we had, where the Mexican way, they just go to the park and let him loose. Oh, man. <laughs> did your dad do that? <laughs> no. What did that do? No, this is different. It was just a... Uh, uh, allegedly. 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 <laughs> yeah, don't quote any of us on anything. Yeah. Um, like, it's when we used to live across the street, you know, and uh, you're Telili. Mm-hmm. Like she came over and it was just like all very sad and somber, you know. Just yeah. like, you know, like yeah, he bit a kid, and we're just like they're like, oh man, what are they gonna do to my dog? Like yeah. as a kid, you know, I'm just now, like thinking, it's like oh my god, in my head, like oh man, yeah. like don't do anything to my dog. Like I love my dog. That's like my yeah, brother, that's you know, your buddy. That's your best friend. Yeah. You know, and then 
Oh man, like I remember. Like honestly, I don't know if it was like a dream or what it was, but I just remember like peeking over like the backyard because the because the alley was just like right there, and you guys were like right there. Yeah, right of now. course. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I remember just like peeking over, and then you know I see there's like this pickup truck, and I see my dog, I see Littlefoot, and you know like. There's like two guys. It was two guys. Like one was driving, and the other guy was like putting him like you know in the in the bed or whatever. Yeah. And he's talking to I don't know if it was uh your Lili or your dad or like whoever. Mm-hmm. But it was just like this exchange of words where it was just like oh yeah you know we got to get rid of him we don't right, want right. to but this and that. <laughs> I just remember him just like picking over and just like seeing him drive off and I was like, like man is, is this like. Is this what a broken heart feels like? Yeah. Even though, like, I don't know what that feels like yes. at that point, you know. Yes, just, absolutely. Your first loss. Is you know, what it's it is. like, yeah. oh, man, like, don't do anything to my dog. I love my dog. Yeah. You know, that's like my brother. Like, don't that's, do you're anything absolutely to right. me, That's you know? what a broken heart feels like. Damn. And you're what, like, kills, 10 years man. old? Yeah. Dude, that makes sense. Yeah. Just, like. It's not fair for a, ch- for a child to experience that, yeah. I mean, you know, like. Uh, today, like earlier, before you know, we went out or whatever. I was, uh, me and my mom were watching the Varunga documentary. Varunga. Varunga. It's called Varunga. Um, it's about uh, I guess like this like national park in Africa. They're like slaughtering gorillas or whatever. Mm. But it's like one of those like just like watching. It's like oh fuck. Yeah, man. black it, style. It's yeah, it makes you feel for the animals. Fucked up, man. But anyway, you know like. Like, even now, just, like, trying to, like, project myself back to when I was a kid. Like, I guess, like, for me, I wish I would have done something more. Yeah. For, to stop that? or Yeah, you know, like, no, like, like, what the fuck are you doing? That's my dog. Like, where are you going with my dog? What are you going to do to my dog? Like, no, you're not going anywhere, you know, like. Well, that's definitely, don't be so hard to show. That's definitely the confidence you have now that. Man, there's a hundred things that I would have wished that if I had the confidence I have now that I that I back then, a lot of things were really different. But don't get yourself beat up. Your beat yourself up. You're a kid, man. Oh yeah, you, you know I know, but flow. it's just especially like... a Mexican kid in a family where it's, it's man, how authoritative were our parents? Were just like, oh, you don't have really have no say. You know, that's how you grew, think about that. That's how we grew up. Oh, man. We grew up with the thing where like, uh, who who gives a shit what your opinion is? You don't have it. You're right. not supposed to have it. That's I, how we're do what up. I tell you, and that's it. Yeah. Don't question me, exactly. otherwise, yeah. you know, yeah. get a beating, whatever. Yeah, I'll put till raging is machine, man. I'll just love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yes, sir. You know, that, that kind of... Oh, man, I get you. You know, just like, it was always one of those things, you know, where like, like, like even like to this day, you know, like uh, you sign up for like a new email account or something, you know. Yeah. There's always like an option, like what was your first dog's name? Like uh, that's so like fun. a retrieval right. thing. Yep. And the first thing that pops into my head is always Littlefoot because that's my first dog. Like yeah. I don't care whatever the other options are, you know. Yeah. Like uh, where do you want to be in five years <clears throat> or what? Whatever the fuck, you know. Like I always see that, you know, like your first dog. Like for me, it's like my first like. Brother, love, like your whatever love, you want. Your, your to first call, you emotional know? attachment to something other than family. Absolutely, you know, it's really what it is. Yeah, and it's like one of those things where it's like, oh man, Littlefoot. It's like I wish I could like type in hard enough for they would like know what that like 
pain or that loss Means was, you know. You, yeah, especially as a kid, it t- you hit it, you take it harder than anything. Yeah. Oh man, like it was always one of those things for me. Like yeah. it, it trips me out even now, but it's not like such a big deal where I can't like live my life or anything. My you know? my little foot, Pee Wee. I remember like because we had her, she died of old age, so it was a little like we got her when she was like two or three. And I remember having her at the old well, we used to live by uh, Compton, you know, by Long Beach Boulevard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember her in the backyard, and then when we came here, she had her. And all of the way up to when I was 11, and I remember when she died, but nobody wanted to tell me she died. And, um, and I'm not dumb. Obviously, I'm 11. And I remember my dad digging in the backyard over here. Oh, shit. And it was just like, and I remember, like, damn, like, part of me wanted to go help him. Like, damn, let me go, like, old yeller style, like, you know, I wanted to go help him. And part of me was like, no, because you're all, you're in tears right now. You know, and I'm in my own my room. Like I remember, just like every five minutes, I would just look. look I'd, oh, I'd go down the blinds and look, and sure enough, I'm like, I don't want to see the dead body. I didn't want to see it. You know, I didn't want to see it physically because I knew I couldn't handle it. And I just remember after he buried her, he, like he never even told me like what happened because um, they just didn't talk about it. I don't think it was a point like, oh, let me not. I think it was just, uh, let me not, like, you know. It wasn't a point where, like, well, you know, he went to a party. Obviously, that doesn't happen with us. But it was just a point, like, he knew that I knew. And he and I knew that he knew I knew. So it was like, there's no need to talk about it. Obviously, the dog's dead. The dog's dead. And <clears throat> obviously, back then, there was no, when you weren't being disciplined, there's really not much words ever had <laughs> with our fathers, you know. Very, very stoic. That, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <clears throat> and you know, like it, it seems like we're being talking bad, but uh, I honestly, like looking looking back now, I probably wouldn't prefer to be r- raised a different way. Like I'm kind of glad that they kind of took that approach with us because it made you kind of a harder guy. You know what I mean? Like it made you appreciate like yeah. what even like in a society where you can't really like experience like what they went through. Yeah, to get us to this point. Yeah, like, to this point, you know. I just feel like Russian, <laughs> like I, I don't know, like just the Cold War. I don't know why. It just feels like you're growing up harder than other people are, and in a good way, you know, not in an abusive way, not in in a way where it was like overdone. Like you see some of the guys are like, oh, they're just don't even know it because they're good fathers. I definitely do think my dad was a good dad. I definitely think our uncles, they were they, absolutely. I definitely think they're good dads, but they, um, they're definitely like cold and and isolated in a way where it was where like shit man like it just made you feel like you're growing up hard at the same time but they're giving everything you need what you can handle type of thing it Hmm. just made it just like I definitely look back like I had a good dad but he was definitely harder harder than any of my other friends I went to school with like I don't think they you know you could just tell and you can just kind of like Oh shit! That I, I didn't want to say. You know, you're thinking in your head like, "Damn, my dad wouldn't do that," or "My dad wouldn't go you know, be buddy, buddy." <laughs> you know, like. Oh, shit, <laughs> but you de- so you definitely grew up harder than your friends. Okay, yeah, I get but that. But you knew that they were good at. Obviously, we get disciplined. They have those talks with you, and real talks. We're like, hey, man, man, like he's right. You know, where it makes you think introspectively. You know, obviously, hmm. you know what you pass down to your kids now. Maybe in the future, and for me, what I do with with Tommy and Gwen, it's it's more. For me, it's that balance of where, like, sometimes I gotta spank them. Sometimes I have to discipline, and it's hard. It really is hard, and you try to have those talks, but it, you know, it's it's more. Um, I try to be more like, hey, man, like, 
what do you think, like, as I asked them, like, hey, what do you think about this, or what's your opinion on whatever kind of thing, whereas opposed to, like, when we grew up, they didn't give a fuck about our, our opinion about anything. You oh, know? Right, 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 Yeah, that kind of thing, so maybe that's the difference, maybe that's the balance, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, I sidetracked though, but yeah, for sure. No, I get you, I get you, I understand, you know, like, yeah. like, like, even being, like, so young, like, how do you project yourself, like, where you want to, like, convey some idea or, like, some topic where, like, they're gonna look at you, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, where it's, like, you know, like, it's a very, you know, substantial topic. Yeah. But, you know, they can, like, say, like, okay, you know, like, I get what you're trying to say, but you're not there yet, but I want to help you out. I definitely, you know, the tricky part, for me at least, because I know there's people who don't care and they just want to influence them the way they're gonna influence them, like... Let's say, like, you're born in the KKK kind of shit, and you're going to give certain views that you're not even going to care about filtering. You're just like, hey, this is this and this is that, and they're keeping right. they're growing up. There's, uh, that's an extreme example, but for, for me, I definitely feel very, very, like, um, uh, like, I feel weary about, like, interesting topics today. Like, oh, like, homosexuality, or, <laughs> or even, like, racism. Like, and I bring stuff up, like, well, this is my opinion on this. And I don't want to put like, look, this is how it is. I don't want to say that, you know, because that's how I feel, you know. So I like, especially like transsexuals or, you know, like homosexuality. Like, I don't want to like, look, this is how I feel. Like, I think it's cool. You know, who do it? And, you know, I, I, I think it's fine. I have a lot of friends that are gay. And I don't like, I don't want to straight out come out and say like, hey, being gay is cool. It's all about it. Whoop-doop. I don't want to say that because that's going to influence them in one way as opposed to be like, nope. You better not have any gay friends or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to say like, but things I'll do that I conscience is, is going to go through their subconscious. Um, I was like, oh no, um, uh, like I said, oh I'm hanging out with my buddy Melchor, he's gay, like, he's cool, and I'll say stuff like that and just let it on the other tone slip out. Or I'm hanging out with my buddy Isaiah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna, well, I'll be back. I'm going to. If they'll ask me, like, cause, you know, usually they'll ask like, oh I'm going to the club or going to the park whenever we leave. Like, oh, where you going? Like, oh, I'm going to the bar with my buddy Isaiah. He know, uh, he's gay. He knows this guy. You know, he's real cool. He's gonna hook it up. Something like that. I'll slip it up where it's in a positive way. You know. Oh yeah. So, so I'm like, oh, as far as they know, like, oh, you know, um, subconsciously he's thinking like, oh, he mentioned someone who's gay, but he's cool and he knows how to hook it up. Something like that, right? Okay. <laughs> everything is just all positive as opposed to me saying something really negative about it. Anyways, this is usually <clears throat> cut to like. Um, a few months ago, where one of Gwen's favorite shows for some reason is RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I don't know how. Uh, this is like for like Tommy, how like out of nowhere he got really into horror movies a few years ago, which is really cool because for me it was, it was like the first thing that, like obviously, like I would love if he was into like Batman and comic books and stuff, but which he is kind of, but not really. He's doing his own thing, which is better. I'd rather him influencing me into liking things. Than vice versa, uh, but anyways, for Gwen, like cut to Gwen, like all of know, we're like, oh, we're watching Face Off, like religiously. Nice, it's a great show, uh, and we're watching RuPaul's Drag Race together, which is not really a great show, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, but like, I'm glad she has this view now where she's accepting things a little bit easier. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Hmm. And, and and I don't know how much of it had to do with me giving little things, hints or things subconsciously about you know like being gay is okay or that kind of thing but all of, but I didn't have to come out and straight say like hey Gwen, just so you know it's wrong to be gay or just so you know it's it's okay it's great to be gay you, I, I didn't have to do any of that I would just 
subconsciously drop undertones, you know, here and there. So, yeah, it's tricky. However I, I, I much it is for good. Do you ever feel like, um, like, because you have a, a few gay friends too, right? Oh, I mean, yeah, we share yeah, mutual ones. We share mutual ones, but <clears throat> do you have a few ones? Do you ever feel like, uh, like, you said earlier you're going to project to your kid, uh, to your children. Do you ever, do you think that, does that ever come up for you? Like, oh, I wonder how I'm going to deal with that situation or anything like that? Well, like, you know, there's always a thing where, like, you know, I don't know if it's a contradictory statement where it's like, oh, you know, like, I don't care about that as long as my kids are happy. Mm-hmm. But when it happens, like, like, what the fuck? Like, you're not my son, you're not my blood, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, no, like, it's not my thing, mm-hmm. but still, like, I would be very respectful towards that, you know, if, like, my kids would be like, oh, you know, I hate that, you know, I'm a lesbian or, you know, I'm a homosexual, whatever. Yeah. You know, like, homosexual. I would think, like, homosexual. 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 Is that homosexual? But, like, no, but, like, seriously, you know, like, I would, like, as a father, I would think, you know, I just want them to be safe. I don't want them to be happy. And if anybody would, like, come between that, you know, like, I would do whatever I could to fucking end their life. Like, I don't give a fuck, you know. These are my children. Like, all that matters from my life, from that point on, is them. Of course. And, like, you know, there's, like, no, there's nothing that could possibly happen where... You know, I would question it, you know, we're like, oh, wait, like, wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, you know. Yeah. Like, there's no pause, you know, like, no, these are my kids, don't you fucking touch them. Yeah. You know? Sure. And if that's their choice in life, you know, that's their choice in life, you know, I love them regardless, and that's yeah, what they choose to do, and if it makes them happy, fuck it. I'm right behind them 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but that's just me, like... That's just you now saying that, you know, without having the difference. Right. Because I, I still agree that now. And I'm saying that right now, having kids. And I'm saying that now, not having to have that conversation. Right. Not having to have... <laughs> you know, like, if it comes up, it comes up. I think for me, more than anything, though, maybe for us, it's just like, oh, I think it's just biological. Like, oh, I want them to pass on my... I want them to replicate. Oh, right, right, right. right. And I think, I think that, I mean, I think it's... A, shit, man, it's... It has to be evolution. It has to be just genetically, like, survival. This very primitive mindset, you know, where you're just trying to keep your seed going. Exactly. You know, so Prolong the race, whatever. Exactly. So reproduction is in your genetic code. So maybe that's why my stick up with it, you know, with it, like, oh, I want them to have children. And if they're, obviously, if they're gay, maybe that's not possible. Maybe that's the stick up with everybody. Maybe they just don't, they're not critically thinking enough to think about it do you think you know that has to be in the core of right people who are against it you know whatever it has to be in their core like oh it's not natural it's not right you know that kind of bullshit it, you know I, more than likely it probably is evolutionary speaking like their minds are too primitive where they're they can't see past where like hey no there's like seven billion people on the planet and we don't need any more reproduction <laughs> so we're okay if we have a couple hundred million of uh, of them happen to be gay you know so maybe they they're not you know mentally there where they can't critically think past it you know uh, who knows but if they were like it doesn't matter because like I guess as a father you know I'd be like I love my fucking kids like. Yeah. These are my kids, you know, my parents, grandchildren, you know, like, whatever the hell, you know, like, I don't know what that would be like, but I just know that 
I don't know if it's like a, an extension from yourself, you know, like, you know. Yeah, what is it? You know, like, like where, like, whatever happens, like, I'll reach old age, you know, like, I love you, some dramatic movie scene, whatever, you know. Yeah, like, of course. You're going to, like, keep this going for me, basically. But, um, you know, I just think, like, what's it like for them? Like, what can I do for you yeah. where you can, you know, appreciate this and, you know, like, keep the family line going? I don't know. It's definitely interesting and, like, who knows, like, how hard it is. Shit, man, I don't know how it would be hard for me if I was gay and as a teenager. Because I know how hard it was for me to be straight and have your heart broken. Man, you know what I'm saying? it's like, hard enough being straight right now, man. Like, I'm... It's just, I just remember just, like, being, like, unreturned love when you're straight is bad enough. And you have more options. How much, no, how much worse could it be when you're gay and you don't have, you have lesser options, you know? Dude, they have, know. like, all these apps. Like, Meltzer's always telling me about them, like, yeah. Grindr and all these Maybe places. Maybe it's easier. And... Fuck them, actually. Yeah, exactly. it's Exactly. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're all right. Like, nothing against them. Like, I love all you guys, but, like, you guys are all right. You don't need any support. You guys got your own, apparently, yeah. you know. But yeah, just for some right. of us over here on the straight world, it's yeah. just not so easy. Yeah, now that I think about it, you're right, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, like, hey, you know, do you? You got to do what you can with yeah. what you got. So it's like, it's cool, you know? Yeah. yeah I can see that. But it's just uh, one of those situations where it's like, oh, man. Like, is this going to be my next broken horror? Like, hey, mom, like, you know, here you go. Like, man, you think about it, uh, everyone's going to break your heart, whether you stay together or not. And I think it's just easier when you're younger to, like, uh, oh, let me clean break. Let me first find someone new. Let's move on. I think that's easier when you're younger, at least for the person getting broken up with. Because the person getting broken up with is usually like, "Why?" <laughs> <laughs> you know? As you get older, no, yeah, he wasn't ready. <laughs> as you get older, especially in the marriage, uh, at least this is just from personal experiences. I can't speak for all marriages or whatever. But look, man, you you think getting your bro- heart broken in high school is about yeah you you get your heart broken you move on but if you stay to, if you're married and you stay together I mean you're gonna get your heartbroken like every other month some shit's gonna happen where either one of you is gonna be do something stupid and it's gonna be like how, how could you do this to me it's gonna be that kind of mentality huh. and it's and but uh, unless you're gonna get a divorce which most people do but if you don't if you're gonna stay together you're just like really what you're saying is like okay here are the broken pieces of my heart. You put them together, and you're giving you're giving it right back to the person who just broke it. Be more care- and you're saying be more careful this time. And it's tough, and it's hard to do. And I get, I get why people get divorced. Why it's fifty percent, you know, like half half the marriages don't work. I get it because it's really easy to just be like fuck this. I don't want to get I don't want to get hurt anymore. I'm done. You know, you, I get that. It's really really easy to say that. But, you know, sometimes it's bigger than just you. You know, sometimes it's just like, look, hmm. it's you, you got to look at the big picture. You got to look at the future. You're like, look, man, just get through this this point. And I'm saying it like it's me. The Most of the time it's the other girl. But I'm like, you know, most of the time it's my wife, whatever. Just like, look, you just got to get through it. It's going to work out. And then it's not going to work out. And then you're going to have to get through that, in, uh, that obstacle. And then it's going to work out later. You know, it, it's, it's that whole mentality. Like, 
when you're when you're in a serious relationship, whether it's marriage or just something where you've been together, kind of just hmm. ready for a series of heartbreaks, and it's never ever gonna stop because you're never gonna stop until you die. It's just it's always gonna be something else either there, and you just gotta be kind of prepared for that. It's not like you're ever gonna be like it's you're it's never gonna be with someone where like oh no more no more heartache oh it's great no there's ups and downs always for the rest of your fucking life. And you, once you accept that, it's it, then it gets easier because you're like, that's just the way it is for right now. You know, that's just the way it is forever. Ups and downs, yeah, you know, uh, smiles and clowns. But like, how do you manage something like that where you can like know like somewhere down the line where it's like, oh, I should have done this, but I didn't. Alcohol. No, uh, no, like you're always gonna be like, <clears throat> you know, it's funny because I never, I was like, if I'm happy at the moment. I never, you never have regrets because everything you did up until that moment is non, you know, like all the pain and suffering that you could have stopped or could have done something different mm-hmm. got you to the moment where you are now. It made you who you are at this moment. And as long as you're content with who you are at this moment, then it's all good, you know. But that being said, there are things I regret. Even when I was a kid, like even though I'm happy where I'm at now, I love my children, I love my wife, and I'm happy, I'm happily married. Um, they're the the only things I, I do regret that I could take back. Usually, I'd say no regrets, just because that's who made you what you are. The only thing I do, I regret a lot of things I said, not necessarily the things I did, but the things I said that cut through someone's heart. You know, there's a lot of hmm. stuff that I said to other people that I didn't need to say that. That's just me being an asshole for no reason, or that's just me wanting to hurt someone that I that they hurt me, and I and and just me being vindictive. Um, and some of it's to my parents. Some of it's like, I really, really regret like hurting them the way I did. Some of it's to some to my sisters. So yeah, it just it's just different. Like I didn't have to say that for me to get for me to get my revenge. Uh, I was being very uh, little about it, you know. Uh, and like, oh, how? Because a lot of it's just like, how dare you try to tell me something when you're, you know? And then me throwing something in their face. But I, those are the things that I really, really regret, you know. Other than that, though, like as far as actions, probably don't regret any of my actions. Just, just my my sayings or expressions. Yeah. How about you? Any any regrets or anything like that? Where that kind of mentality? Man, like it was this one moment when I was still in high school. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like um, it was just like. Uh, it was the senior dance. Like, whatever it was. It was this dance. It was a Friday night. And, like, the whole time, you know, like, I was like, by my dad, like, hey, can you drop me back, like, drop me off, you know, back at high school, you know? You're talking to your dad? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, why? Like, like I just picked you up. Like, why, why do you want to go back? It's like, oh, well, you know, there's this dance. And yeah. And there's this girl, whatever, you know. I don't think I told him that, but it's one of those things I guess it's like an awkward uh father son moment you know but like I don't know how I did it but like eventually got him to like you know like take Take me back back later you know like I went home got ready we went back and um this is cams mind you cams you know back in like 2000 whatever the hell 2001 2001 you know like I remember you dropped me off at, like, this spot where, like, pretty much, like, where everybody dropped their kids off. Yeah. 
it was just one spot but by then you know there was just like this whole other area for cams you know they like rebuilt it and this and that and I just remember like texting my friend like um, I'm over here by the bushes like where are you yeah and she came eventually and then like you know we like went back in like we're dancing or whatever and then and I remember this I guess you would call it a moment but whatever you know it was just like like oh man like oh she's like dancing or whatever like oh <laughs> man if only like uh, Frank was here right now then we just like look over and he's like right there it's like oh shit yeah it's like one of those like oh man I don't know what to make of this like did we sign up for this do I have to pay for anything you right, know right uh, but um but it, it ended up being like one of those things like a mirage like oh it wasn't him it was just somebody that looked like him apparently <laughs> oh really some <laughs> other person's like boyfriend you know <laughs> So I was like, oh, okay, you know, like, whatever. Um, I just remember uh, one of my other friends that was there that night. She's like, oh, my God, like, he didn't come, he didn't come. Like, oh, uh, would you mind coming, you know, like, outside, you know, like, while I call him? I don't want to be alone this and that. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, they're like, oh, yeah. And she's there like, oh, hoo, 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 hoo. Uh, Richie, remember Richie? Yeah, I should do, yeah. It was him, like, during that point in time. And I was just there, like, oh, yeah, you know, you'll be okay, you know. And then she's like, oh, hold on, I got, enough, I got a call, you know, whatever. And I'm just, like, sitting on, like, some of these benches that were, like, right there, like, in front of the gym. Yeah. And I just remember, like, she was just, like, so exasperated, you know. She was just, like, freaking out. And there was, like, this shadow coming, like, across the horizon, whatever. I just remember looking over, I was like, oh shit! Like, hey! <laughs> like one of those, you know? Yeah. She's like, oh my god, you came! You know, it's like, well, at least I was here to like witness it, but I'm, um, I guess I'm just go call my dad, go home, whatever. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, like. Yeah, you know, it's like one of those things where, like, I guess, like, even now, like, looking back, I don't think I ever expect anything from it, but just, like, my friends are okay. And I guess that's all I could really expect, you know, that I have something to do with my friends being, you know, like, in their right state of mind or whatever. They're, like, where they want to be. They're safe, you know. They're happy. And that's it. That's a good... Uh, and this is all pre-alcohol, right? <laughs> uh, for the most part. At the time, you know, I was no, like, really I just drinking, remember, you know? like, there's definitely times I remember in high school where I remember a lot of times just hanging out and like, like, what were we doing How, without alcohol? <laughs> 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 like, we were just hanging out, like, drinking soda and chips, and it was just like, you know, talking about nonsense or whatever. But I remember, like, how did we ever do it without, like, why, why do I have a beer man? Like, there's like a, a moment in time where it just switched, where like, I couldn't even imagine myself just like. Uh, being at someone's house and just hanging out talking uh, without having a beer in my hand <laughs> with his like uh, I'm gonna go home <laughs> you know, like, that one, that's how we can think now like you know but I just I just how do you do it how do you, we're like every other day we're just hanging out you know that kind of thing it's just it's really funny besides like uh, Evelyn Melissa like like they were they were road dogs you know like back then you know uh, like 
like they had it, you know, we were talking about like Lost Highway and David Lynch yeah, and yeah. shit like that, you know, but I caught up on uh, I'm on the third episode of Wayward Pines. Uh, oh, what do you think about it? I, I, I'm in. I'm in. It's pretty good. I yeah. thought it was pretty fucking good. Yeah. I love the tension, you know, where like like I don't know, like I just remember that one scene in that first episode. He well what I was gonna say was uh M. Night Shalomon, like I think this is um uh, his return to like something like oh he's he's gonna be respectable again because okay. he kind of became a kind of a joke for the last few years it's like oh wait for the twist ending or this the movies became very like um formulaic i guess is a way to say it hmm. uh and then some of them just the stories just weren't that good but wayward pines uh i don't know if he's directing but i know he's producing them for sure yeah uh, he has a sound in yeah, yeah so I, um I, maybe the story behind him too but I think this will definitely get like respectability back on his side because it's it's we haven't seen shit like this since Twin Peaks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Twin, Twin Peaks. Peaks. Yeah, this is this is, Wayward Pines is definitely like a modern day Twin Peaks. And Twin Peaks was amazing. You know what I mean? What Laura Dern and um, Gina Gar- uh, Garginos, Shannon Sosman. Um, oh, you mean for Twin Peaks, Laura Dern? Twin, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Twin Peaks. Yeah. yeah um, this is a good cast. Oh, man. Oh, uh, just thinking about it. Um, on the way home the other day, you yeah. know, I have this, like, oldies mix uh-huh. that I compiled. And it was, um... Crying. Roy Orbison. Sorry. Roy oh, I Orbison. love Roy Orbison, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, he wrote the original version of Crying or whatever. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Lost Highway... Uh, Magic moment. Like, no, no, no. It was um. That was Roy too. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It was him and Lou Reed. Mm-hmm. Lou Reed. Oh. No, what was that? Um. Was it Lost Highway? It had to have been Lost Highway. What scene or song are you, are you talking about? With um. What's your face? For sure, Arquette. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think it was Lost Highway then. Okay. It was uh, another movie. It was this... Blue Velvet? Mulholland Drive? No, no. Mulholland Drive. Thank okay. you. With the... Uh, what's your face and what's your face? That's all you get. Australian actress? <laughs> um, uh, Naomi Watts. Naomi I'm sorry. Watts, yeah. Naomi Watts. Uh, it was this like one scene where after her and... Um, she was Betty, or the other girl was Betty? The, I think the black-haired girl was Betty. But whatever, you know, they yeah. you know, did their scene or whatever, and there was this, like, excuse me, where uh, she wakes up, she says, silencio, silencio. Yeah. And then, you know, they have to drive to this club or this place called Silencio. And then there's this, like, um, like, what do you call him? He's not a director. He's not, like, anything, you know. He's just... Producer? He's just, like, saying, uh, there is no band. And then he goes on to, like, do this whole show with, like, what would seemingly be, like, a band playing behind him because he's, like, trumpets. And oh. there's a trumpet that plays. Uh, yeah, actually, I think that is a director. Mm-hmm. A band director. Yeah, 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 you know, like, he's doing this whole mm-hmm. thing, and he's, like, there is no band. Je ne pas you know, like it's a very you know like flamboyant, but 
very effective, very good, very well done, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, like, in between, you know, like, it cuts in and out, there's, like, this, uh, the MC, I guess? Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you know, like, welcome, um, uh, La Llorona de Los Angeles, or whatever. And then she does, like, the Spanish rendition of Crying. Mm. Which was fucking awesome. That's pretty man. good, yeah, yeah. I think no, I dude, that. like, yeah. honestly, like, it's one of those scenes where, like, like even back then, like, I remember, um, like, uh, I remember showing Melchor. And it was just like, like, dude, like, what the fuck is that? Like, dude, here, just take the DVD, man. Like, yeah. Just watch it again. You know, it's like, <clears throat> it's very haunting just because, like, the whole time, even before, you know, that the lady came on. They make this whole, like, segment of... Well, it's not even really a segment, you know, like, nothing happens, you know. They just go to this club, they sit down, and uh, there's these people doing, you know, like, whatever whatever it is that they do. Yeah. But the whole underlying thing is that there is no band, there is no music, like, pretty much, like, whatever is... You think that is happening is not happening. Right, right, right. And, um... That is that moment that captures, like, something where it's, like, whatever you think that's happening right now, it's not happening. Um, like, this lady starts singing, and just, like, the way that, like, uh, that it's, like, directed, uh, David Lynch, man. Yeah. It's just one of those things where, like, I just, like, it's, like, I I don't know, like, where you think you have it, where you're just, like, okay, I'm just gonna, like, step back, and it's, like, oh, shit. No, you don't have it. This who is was like, the um, from Los Angeles? Um, the guy who played, I want to say Mr. Nobody. I forgot his name. The white face guy, Robert. Um, not Robert Forrester. Um, he was accused in of the murder. ranch. He was accused of murder in real life. Oh, um, um, shit. What the fuck was his name? Um, you know what I'm saying the, the one of the best scenes in the movie. Uh, Robert Blake. Robert Blake. Thank you. Robert Blake. One of the best scenes in the movie where he tells Bill Pullman like, um, "I'm at your house. I'm at your house now. We've met. We've met before." And oh like, man, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. And then Bill Bill Pullman is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> at your house. I'm there right now." And then he, does, you know, that's a great scene. I love that. Part. Oh, dude, creepy, it's amazing. Creepy. What well, I bet in real life, I'm you know at my old job. I met Robert Blake and uh, one of the nobody else recognized me. He came in, um, you know, walking up towards the desk, and I see him and I kind of like own oh, intercept. And he has this cowboy hat on with cowboy boots, very, very like very serious. Really? Yeah, very serious, looking face. But I'm kind of like starch, you know. The very few people I get starch, you know, this job I meet celebrities every day, but the people I get starstruck for are the very peculiar, specific ones, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit about Britney Spears? Who gives a shit about whoever? Yeah, oh, seriously, yeah. But Robert Blake? Yeah. Holy shit. And so I, I, I remember going up to them, and it's out of protocol because you're not supposed to, like, ask them anything personal or anything. You're, you're just, you're there to do your job, to keep other people from doing that, you know? Right. And I remember just like, fuck it. <laughs> you're like, how many chances I got? <laughs> like, um, I remember telling them, like, oh, Lost Highway is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> this is what I told them. I've seen it a hundred times, but what the fuck is it about? I remember telling him, <laughs> and he's still serious though. But I can tell, like, he kind of grinned a little bit. And uh, and this is kind of like maybe two years after he j- he was uh, uh, considered innocent, or you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't whatever. think I think he was guilty. 
Yeah, like, hey man, do you boo boo? Do you boo boo? <laughs> regardless, uh, I remember like, like, oh, Mr. Black, I'm a huge fan of yours. Lost Highway is my favorite movie. But what? Who were you supposed to? Who, what was going on? And he just kind of like, like, no one will ever know. Least of all me. He says that. And then, Seriously? Yeah. yeah uh, um, I was like. God damn it! I'll take it. <laughs> like, I just remember like, okay, sir. But I, because I remember like, because at first when I came up to him, he was just kind of like, uh, like I, I think he gets asked all, bothered all the time about the right, like, whatever imagine. you know, you know. But I remember, I think, I think he felt because I was sincere, you know, you know like, dude, last time I heard, you know, he was just like, because to me, it, it felt to me what it felt like is like. He used to get asked about Lost Highway all the time before he was accused of murder. <laughs> you know, like, that's what it felt like to me. Okay, like, yeah, I could see that. I could see to that. To me, it felt like that because, so he thinks I'm going to ask him about something, which is the obvious. And then he realized, like, oh, that's what he, so it, it really, because he, he did this kind of nod slash slight grin where it was really like, uh, like, uh, I, I don't know. I'll never know. No one will ever know, least of all me. That he said that it was just the way he said it. I was like, oh, okay, okay, like damn it, that's not... no, it was just really, it was a very, very satisfying answer at the time. Very, very, very... What's that? That's a great story, man. I like that. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool. But I remember him actually being like, damn, he's kind of nice. Like, you know, it was just really, really had this kind of thing to him. Yeah, this southern charm again. Southern charm. So there's always that notoriety, you know, just like. Uh, the breath of the south kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Gen- uh, Southern gentleman. <laughs> but um, the, um lot. Man, I'm sorry. I love that movie. That's one of those movies that really, 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 really changed the way I thought about cinema specifically. I just really like. I had never seen a movie like that before, and I don't think I've ever seen a David Lynch film before that until I saw that one, and it made me want to watch everything else. And I still think that one's probably one of his best ones, the best ones. Of, I think it opinion. will always be one of his best ones. Uh, and the soundtrack has a lot to do with that, by the way. I think so. Same, man. Yeah, Trent Reznor, shit, man. And David Bowie, like, because I know, Bowie, like, David Bowie's, yeah. like, one of his idols. Yeah, they've done a few collaborations together. David Bowie's still just rocking it, man. He, he's awesome. Yeah. Like, but, honestly, like, anybody that could play, like, David Bowie growing up to, like, this whole generation that I was not even familiar with. Yeah. To, like, being Nikola Tesla. That's and, uh, a great, in uh, Prestige, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. like, I, really I was just like, like oh, shit, like, yeah. dude, you got it, man, you got it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's one of those things for me, like, because, uh, you know, like, okay, you know, uh, what's it, um, what's his rival, uh. Edison. Tesla's Edison. Ed- Tesla's? Tesla's. Yeah, right Edison. On. It was Edison? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just like trying to sell his ideas or do whatever with whatever, but... Well, from all the accounts that I've read about... Because um, I remember being a huge, huge Edison fan and being so disappointed when I, when I started reading up on Tesla and how, like, oh, like, he didn't even really invent the light bulb. Like, shit, man... Uh, lies! I was just like, <laughs> everything I learned was lies! Uh, like, oh, like, no, no. My mom does that shit all the time. Man. No, 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 I was like, uh, what I wanted to say, like, why must you fill my, my office into a house of lies? lies. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt, like, oh my god. The so, big book of British smiles. <laughs> <laughs> so I really, really, like, felt that way. And then it, it just became from an affection to infliction. Like, fuck this guy. And it made me appreciate Tesla a lot more. 
But I guess, uh, he, I, yeah, I guess to credit Edison, guy. he was a really good businessman. That's what he more than an inventor, he was a businessman, and he would steal people's ideas. But in like, you know, looking at it as an adult, like this guy, he knew what he was doing business wise, and he knew that the inventors didn't have that kind of business savvy. So he was smart enough to know how to take their ideas and make it profitable for himself. And that's, I guess, it was his whole shtick. Hmm. Yeah. But what were Interesting. you saying? Um, shit. You were saying about Tesla and his rival Edison. Oh, shit. Like, uh-huh. no, like, what else did I say? Like, that's all I said. That's you all know, I got? Well, like, I, let me know if it comes up. But, like, speaking of, like, Tesla and, uh, like, there's... First of all, like his, you know, his belongings were burned uh, in a fire, and half of his notebook was burned. Like, so he didn't get to accomplish, like, half of it. Like, he was a straight up magician, like sorcerer type shit. Like the shit he was working on was Tesla or Edison. Tesla, Tesla. No, okay, Tesla. Uh, thank you. Like the shit he was working on was way ahead of his time. Absolutely, man. Like, yeah. In uh, watching the Prestige. Yeah. Like, for me, that was, like, the first, like, insight that I had to, like, whatever, you know, I guess, like, you could imagine him doing. Uh-huh. You know, where he found this, like, machine where, you know, like, he could, like, clone himself. I don't think that was... Yeah, you know, but, but... it was I think cool. it was just, like, the thought of it, you know? Yeah. Like, the fact that he's the guy you go to for this guy. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, yeah. anything is possible. That's how awesome he was back like, then. Yeah. one of those things, you know? Yeah. And, um, it just is, like... What would what would that be like? You know, like how could I even like process something like that where I can't, you know, like you know, like knows the guy over at the bar, like, hey man, you know, like you want to die for me, you know, something yeah. like that. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense. Kind of does, yeah, yeah, because you're really asking a lot with the risk. Because you know there was there was always that scene, you know, where he's at the bar, he's drunk with this clone mm-hmm. or whatever, and. And, you know, they just pretty much, like, talk people or somebody into, like, getting them in on this deal where pretty much they're going to die for it, but they don't know at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just always tripped me out, you know, just uh, even at the very end of the movie where um, uh, Hugh Jackman, he finds out, you know, like, he has something like, oh, how? It's like, oh, um, Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. You know, he has this twin or his clone or whatever, yeah. you know, like, like, oh, yeah. Christian you know, Bale's twin, yeah. He doesn't have a clone. He's twin. His twin, you know, like, you know, like, I have, like, my woman that I love and he has his woman that he loves. Mm-hmm. And then they flash back, but not in a cheesy way. I never thought it was, like, super cheesy, but, yeah. like, I've always, like, uh, prior to that point, I always wanted to see like a movie, where, you know, like where they do that, you know, where like, like, I don't know if it makes any sense, mm-hmm. but you know, like, uh, this is a woman that you love, the same woman that you loved and that I love, but you don't know that there's like two different people that love the same woman, but yeah, but it's just like, oh shit, like. Just like watching, it's like, oh wow. Because uh, he, uh, Christian Bell has like that his little bouncy ball or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, are you watching closely? Mm-hmm. And he bounces it. There's like the guard or whatever. In that first scene, like where he's locked up. But then there's that last scene, that very very last scene, where he does that same thing, 
where he like lets the ball go and it's this clone like that gets it that yeah, catches door, yeah. it or whatever. It's like oh shit! Like honestly, from that scene alone, it just like made me wonder so much. Like, like things aren't always as they seem. You know, of course, like, yeah. Whatever it is, like I, I don't know. I don't even know how to like explain something like that unless like they like anybody that I'm trying to talk to about it, like they get it. My favorite part of that whole movie was when Christian Bale, um, before you realize that he has a twin. Um, he's about to be hanged for the crimes and they ask him if there's any last words he was just say and all he says abracadabra fucking awesome man uh, that's like definitely like oh man it gives you just chills uh, that movie I thought was it brought credibility to what magic was you know it, 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 I, I thought that like back in the you know Houdini days back in the early you know early 19th century it was hmm. definitely like something where these guys were rock stars, you know, prior to, and it had after to do, time, I get you. after time, and it had to do more with, um, on their creativity and intelligence, you know, like they had to figure out how to make a trick, you know, illu- illusionist, but in the in the realest sense of the fact that you're outsmart, all they were doing was outsmarting people, and in and mm. and in a way where it made people want to be like, please outsmart me, you know, like they're asking to be, and I I just thought like magicians back then or escape artists back then um they were really really like kind of the heroes of their figuring shit out you know and the only movie modern because to be honest like david Copperfield is kind of a joke right now sacred and roy they're kind of a joke right now uh the yeah. only the only film where i brought legitimacy to like like magic like now is like that now you see me movie where like oh you know uh with uh woody harrelson and um uh, i forgot uh, james no david franco and um um, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, um, now you see me. Borat's uh, wife. Yeah. Isla Fisher. Isla Fisher. You know she almost died in, for real life in that movie? Did you know that stunt where she's drowning? Yeah. She yeah, was yeah. actually was really was drowning. And one of the extras in that film noticed like something's wrong here and just decided to like break the thing for real to get her out because there was a, the, the stunt went wrong. And she was really couldn't. So that part where she's like, like you know, faking like I can't, she was legitimately like, please get me out of here. She almost drowned to, to death. Yeah. No shit. Yeah, that's one of those like. Um, I saw in a mojo top ten mojo where people that almost died for real life stunts. I think like Jackie Chan was like six of them, but I love sure was uh, one of them on, on that thing. Yeah, that's um, cool. Like I like her. Like I I'm think a, she's I'm awesome. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of her. Definitely. Yeah. Like honestly, like. Because I know, like, you know, she converted, you know, to Judaism to, mm-hmm. you know, be married to Sasha Baron yeah. Cohen. I'm, I'm okay with that, by the way. I remember for a long time I had this big thing about, like, anybody converting to anything to, you know, just had this whole thing about, like, uh, why are you doing that? But I'm okay with that now for whatever reason. Maybe just me yeah, like growing it, up or being older. Yeah. I would say that's, like, a great topic for, like, another conversation. Yeah, but, we're, we're going to finish up in a little bit. We're, we're a little past it, but. But, um, what the fuck are we talking about? Other Fisher. You know, um, just, uh, the dedication, you know, for her to, like, so she can marry Sasha Baron Cohen, which is I, what I think he's, like, super underrated. Under- he's, like, beyond, thing. he's underrated. beyond, you know, like, whatever, you know, think Borat or whatever it is, like. But, not to get, you know, he plays a goofy role as Borat or Bruno, but 
Dude, that brilliant. shit is awesome, They're man. Like, the way that he brilliant. does it very is clever. fucking great, man. Very clever, very brilliant, very committed to the performances. Aside from the goofiness, he's a great actor on his own. Absolutely. Very, That's a fucking very, very smart. Very, very smart, yeah. Like, I, I really love um, method actors because mm. he's a method actor. And I, yeah. I appreciate 100%. that, you know. Because yeah. I know that they put, like, so much of themselves into their actor where you don't even know it. It's just like, you know, you see, like, a trailer coming on and it's like, oh, shit, you know, this guy's doing this and that. But even, like, to get to that point for them, you know, it's just... Um, Shit, uh, I know Johnny Depp does it a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, where, like, I think he's very underrated, even though everybody knows that he's not an underrated actor. He's a fucking great actor. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, just like the way that they deny him or Leonardo DiCaprio, like, uh, That's it. He's great. That's you know, like, they don't give him the award just because I think everybody recognizes him as, like, uh, I guess like a great actor in there. There's definitely a sense that when someone whatever. gets too popular, that, that like all of a sudden credit. Oh, but he's a he's a famous actor, so all of a sudden they lose credibility. As opposed to someone who's like not so famous, he's like an indie actor. Oh, he's great though. Check out this performance. Oh, but, okay, but yeah. because his movie only made ten million because it was released in certain theaters by a certain, as opposed to someone like DiCaprio or Depp, who are making hundred million dollar movies. Uh, you're discluding how great they actually are because they're being so popular. You know what I'm saying? There's definitely a thing to that. And I think that's a that's a very snobby critic critic point of view. You know, like you're get, you're you're acting like um, obviously you know there's not too heavy for like um, you know Johnny Depp in fucking like Pirates of the Caribbean. But that character is played to perfection. Dude, like he's awesome in those movies. Yeah. Like, I, I can't wait for the next one. Honestly. Yeah, I really well. can't. Yeah, and I mean, not to say that he can't do any. Like he's got this new the Whitey Ford biopic that he's doing. I think it's called Black Mask or something like that. Uh, where he oh, yeah. looks like he's, you know, I don't know if you know anything about Whitey Ford. Or, are you familiar with him? He's well, like Whitey a, Ford sings the blues. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's I get it. <laughs> uh, well, he was actually a real life Boston gangster who escaped. And actually was living here in uh, L.A., California, up until like two, three years ago where he was caught. I think actually probably closer to five years ago. But he was recently caught where for the last 20 years he was, you know, under assumed identity type. Like he got away. No shit. He got away. He, he, he you know, he faked brand new name, brand new thing. Uh, and he was legit. Like when he's, oh, he's who um, in The Departed, Jack Nicholson's character was based on. Uh, Whitey Ford, that guy, that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the underrated guys. There's a lot of people who uh, who get a lot of credibility, but they're like, oh yeah, he is good. But you know, Leonardo, like we said, talked about earlier, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, he made Titanic, so all of a sudden he can't make anything else that's really. Oh, like, James Cameron. You know that kind of thing. You know, just no, because yeah, Titanic true. was a huge, huge hit, all of a sudden he's just a famous actor now. He's a he's a heartthrob. I think that's probably more what it is than anything. Leonardo mm. DiCaprio and Johnny Depp are heartthrobs. So they don't get credibility because they're too good looking. That's one of those things that like, uh, not that my heart bleeds for them. Hey, buddy, you know, oh, I'm sorry. Every girl in the world wants to be with you. Yeah, no, no, not that my heart bleeds for them. But there is That's as far as their craft, their acting craft, their talent. Yeah, if you're too good looking, it might work against you because people only think they hire you because of your looks as opposed to your talent. You know. 
Yeah. Yeah, let's call it. Hey, we're about a half, an hour and a half into this podcast. But this oh, was a great shit. one. Good idea, dude. Like, no shit. We were just at the bar and we were having a conversation. And we decided, it's just like, like rambling, essentially. Dude, that's just like podcast much... about it. And I thought this, this is honestly one of our best <laughs> ones. I think this is a great. We got into some deep stuff on this one. I really, really. Not too shabby, it. man. Not really too fucking it, shabby. Dude, we got to put these up, man. We got to start putting these up. I, I'm going to email them this week because. Let's uh, do it to it. There's, I think there's something special going on here. And I would not be surprised if we start getting a shitload of downloads for these. <laughs> super dumb, man. Yeah, super dumb. Yeah. Let's do it. Alright guys, that has been Snooze and Booze and we're about to just about to go to sleep for pass out for a while and no more snoozing after this. So, uh, maybe boozing. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe boozing. Alright, I am Steve. This is Loaf. And you guys I don't know, we have no sign off. We need a sign off. What do we gotta say? Like Oh shit. Yeah, I'll we, like I'll we, find something, man. Like <laughs> we'll like toss it in there and then We'll figure out a trademark. Yeah, we gotta find something else. To be continued. Um, this is Snooze and Booze, meow, and we are passed out. Not that one. We're gonna copyright that. This is Snooze and Booze, and we're passed out. Later, guys. We'll figure out something else.